0: Football is a game of aesthetics. It's all about what does it look like. Football is a game of tradition. The man who wins the penalty can't take it. (laughs) Football is a game of passion. Bollocks! Villa have scored. And that is why we love it <laughs> fuck me why is this stupid game back I think that was a real low point for me in my life it's
1: time to turn the volume down
0: goals scored by new signings are the only ones that count penalties don't count and Mamoru Saku having an absolute howler that doesn't count either the worst 90 minutes of football in Premier League history <laughs> he's oh, a fraud Sedan's a fraud everyone's favourite statistical fraud Brendan Rodgers all about the aesthetics that's what i like to see that is just a bit of stat padding individual sport
1: masquerading as a team game
0: look at his Instagram he's the ultimate beat of
1: BBC Sport decided to advertise their TikTok account. Yuck. Yuck. <laughs> it just doesn't get any better
0: Hello, hello, this is Under the Floodlights, and on a weekend where Europe gets smoked in the Ryder Cup, Anthony Joshua gets schooled in the ring, Lewis Hamilton wins his Hunter's Grand Prix, everyone's run out of petrol, and FIFA 22 is already ruining controllers everywhere. We're back with some football-related nonsense. I am top Podcaster Bailey Hutchinson, and alongside me is a man who lied to our audience about his fantasy team last week. Chris, how are you?
1: <laughs> that's a no. That's a that's a that's a bold way to start the podcast. Um, it's a
0: serious allegation, but you told our listeners last week that you had filled your team uh, with Watford players, due to them playing Norwich. Yeah, and there were zero in your team.
1: No, no, I think, I think that, the, oh, I, I okay, I see, I see what's happened here, I see what's happened here. Do you have a burner team
0: by any chance? Um,
1: <laughs> so uh, I, I also participate in a separate um, oh, separate draft fantasy football, uh, oh, which you yeah. are aware of, Bailey, because you're also yeah. a participant. Okay, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, I do have to say that Emmanuel Dennis is
0: the boy. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, because this was another thing. Whenever this was brought up to me, because a lot of people in our league brought this up to me <laughs> I t- and totally showed realizes. me the photo, and there's a distinct lack of yellow in that team. In that other league, I looked at your team, and it's one guy, it's Emmanuel <laughs> Dennis. I was expecting three or four the way you got on last week. <laughs> uh
1: Hands right, hands in the air. I,
0: I'll, accept,
1: I'll accept that. But um, there, there's been other chirp this week from some listeners um, about what I've said in other ways, which I will very happily bite on and show that I am right. So, uh, so, but, but. Uh, that's more are a good team. Manuel Dennis, and might should be in everyone's fantasy football teams. Yeah.
0: yeah, well, they weren't in yours last week, so if well, you lie to my uh, listenership again, you're right. Listen, I, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was, an, that was an, unintention, an unforced error, yeah. Honestly, I, it was my first thing all Wednesday, just the amount of times this was brought up to me. I,
1: I think the funniest thing about this is that not, this has not been brought up to me once, but it's been
0: brought up to you. So, therefore, yeah,
1: just chatting about me behind, you know.
0: Not going everyone to wanted. Everyone wanted this moment where I call you. Out. <laughs> <laughs> well, indeed. Uh, but on the uh, actual football, because the way my season's going, fantasy football doesn't matter. And on to potentially game of the season already. I think Alan Smith said on uh, Saturday night, which is bold for week six.
1: But bowl, it sort of happened last year, didn't it, with the, the Villa Liverpool match? Um, oh yeah, it was like week two.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that, that. To be fair, that wasn't beat again. Yeah, well, yeah. To yeah. be fair, but hopefully this is uh, Brentford were at home on Saturday night to Liverpool, finished three all in what gave me like serious 19 Liverpool vibes, <laughs> just that like pre Van Dyke era where Liverpool just weren't safe, no right. matter what the scoreline was. It didn't matter how good they were going forward, mm-hmm. but just at the back, just gave like gave chances away and gave moments. And to be yeah. fair, Brentford Brentford took them and Brentford were fantastic on Saturday night. Yeah, and uh, like,
1: some of their, like some of their players, really, like apparently the German uh, national
0: coach was there. Hansi, Hansi Flick was everywhere this weekend. <laughs> he was <laughs> was at, he in several places at once? He was at Stamford Bridge, <laughs> I, I saw. He was then, yes, at Brentford. He was then at the Emirates today. He was at every game he could get to. Yeah, that,
1: that, that, This guy, Vitali Janelt, because yep. obviously, like, because the way the Brentford operate, you don't know any other players and you never really I, I I know. I've zero idea who any um, of these blokes are. I mean, that guy is an absolute machine. Um, <laughs> and he scored goalkeeper, was unbelievable. And our friend Ethan Pinnock even managed to score. So,
0: yeah, uh, Raya, his save, the second save from Jota, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, but uh, I won't bring up Jota. Jota is a strange player to me because I think he's fantastic. I look at him and I think he's going to be a certain type of player. This guy gets a serious amount of headers.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, he does. Um, and it was quite weird because Christopher Iyer is like 6'6 and uh, missed the header.
0: Um, yeah which is bizarre and there was comparisons between Iyer and van dyke on saturday night from the commentators purely because they both played for celtic and they were like oh well if he turns out like him it'll be some sign it will he'll not turn out like him that is such a like that's such a pundit line yeah like oh yeah it really is just uh, i've nothing else to talk about right now that's awful. let's compare two players who once like wore the same color shirt
1: yeah, I didn't play at the same time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. but yeah, strange game because Liverpool went down early. To Ethan Pinnock, who injured himself while scoring, did and it? Then tried Yeah, and then was tried to play it? a bit of hero ball and limped about for fifteen minutes, contributing oh, I, nothing I, I to his team. I didn't realize he got
1: injured in celebration. That's that's yeah, it's not what you want. That, that happened to some guy in the Olympics, I think. One of the boxers, <laughs> um, pretty embarrassing. Isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's not a great moment, but I I do get the reason why it gets carried away, because it is Liverpool, you're 1-0 up, but it's like, fella, 27th minute, plenty, plenty of ball to be played here, let's rein it in, and then Johnny goes and scores four minutes later, and <laughs> yeah. completely silenced the crowd. Yeah. I also want to bring up Mo Salah again this weekend, Chris. Well, yeah. The guy, the guy just can't stop scoring, but this is the third week in a row I've been told this is his 100th goal. So, so I I also picked up on this. Um, I was really
1: really annoyed when I heard that. I was like, lads, <laughs> l- like, like what? Like what 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 is the stats? You know, <laughs> is, is the stat the hundred club? Is the stat hundred for liver? You know, and then they're showing different types of comparisons. <laughs>
0: and I was like, get get your act together. So I just can't like I can't work it out. But at least this weekend he couldn't make a mug of himself at a celebration because. He went to celebrate. He was told no goal, and then VAR overruled it and said goal. And then it was just a kind of like, oh yeah, most scored kind of. Let's all shake hands. Mm. He couldn't get carried away the way he did last weekend, so no a far better celebration, far better showing.
1: Yeah.
0: There's something else about Brentford, Chris. Um, I kind of mentioned it week one, and then we got carried away because we became a Brentford podcast. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well. I, I'm not okay. about
0: this Hey Jude nonsense before the games. Yeah, so
1: I, I didn't you know it kept right it annoyed me as well and I, I didn't even want because there was a whole article that was like, oh, you know, the reason why they sing Hey Jude and I was like, I don't even want to read that. Like yeah. I don't even wanna like I don't wanna know. Like it's a bit like England singing Sweet Caroline, you yeah, know, even though it's
0: clearly Northern Ireland something. It's, it's purely just you squeeze Brentford into it. That's it. I, I, but you, you can't be going around singing that song whenever a team from the area the Beatles are from. <laughs> <Come into town. laughs> well, well, uh, that's, yeah. that's just lowering yourself as a no. football club. That's setting yourself up with a bad mentality for the yes. game.
1: And uh, what did you think, Bailey, of um, one of the other players for Brentford, um, Yuan Wissa, uh, when he scored? Well, what was your thoughts on that? A I mean, fanta-
0: fantastic goal was all about it because it was it was a fantastic moment where as soon as Liverpool went three-two up, I was like, this this game's dead and buried. Liverpool have enough about them, where they're going to hang on here. And just see it out, and especially on a weekend where results didn't go my team's way. I was like, oh, "Sick." Yeah. To get the goal, and then to would be like, "This is a guy who I've never heard of." <laughs> walk by me on the street. I was like, "What a story!" And Brentford's just fill up boys like this. Yeah.
1: Um. But uh, when he scored, Billy. Yeah. Um. He he he. he like, uh, did you see what he did? It was sort of the dink. So we sat down and like started to meditate.
0: Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. So it um, was like Haaland. So I, I'm not sure what that was about, really. Um, I don't know either. All I know is there's definitely some guy at EA Sports right now having to make that, and I just love the idea that there's someone at EA actually having to do a bit of work.
1: Because Brentford Striker 3 has uh, has scored and done that
0: celebration. Yeah, I can imagine if you played FIFA this weekend and load up this guy, he looks nothing like he does in real life.
1: yeah. I have to say, Billy, I think I mean bar Wolves, but they don't count because they had like the Portuguese national team in the championship. Um yeah. I have I can't think of a team that has been more ready for the Premier League than Brentford.
0: I'm trying to think back to recent years and slightly
1: before that. Well you get the odd oh Sheffield United finishing seventh or Reading finishing. sixth. You get the
0: Sheffield, you yeah. get the Leeds of last year and you get the sort of swanseas from back in the day. Yeah. of teams that just come up and commit to the way they formerly played in the championship the, the style that made them successful. Yeah. And Brentford are right up there like this is the second big name that they've given a proper game of football to. Yeah. The issue for Brentford from the outside looking in for me is can they put in this against teams that theoretically should be around them. Right. Can they do this against the sort of the Burnleys, the Brightons, mm. the Palaces? That, those are the mm. big ones. You know, you get a scalp here and there of Arsenal and a point against Liverpool. And that's fine because you can get yourself up for that game. Mm. The real bread and butter of the season for Brentford here will be, can they beat Palace?
1: Well, and they failed too in the first match, indeed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Um, and I have to say, Billy... Um, <laughs> I feel like someone who doesn't really get much credit when they probably shoot
0: is Curtis Jones. Curtis is in a weird position. I find he's, a, he's a great player. He's a, he's a very player. He's a very, yeah, he's a very good footballer. The issue is around him, he probably needed to go on loan. Uh, yeah, I mean, because he's
1: probably benefited from Harvey Elliott getting injured now.
0: Yeah, exactly. If Harvey Elliott was, didn't have his leg snapped off the way he did, then he would kind of be in there, but... They've other players like Oxlade-Chamberlain, Naby Keita, stuff like that. Liverpool midfield is like the one place where they're pretty stacked. Yeah. So they don't really need him. He now does have game time ahead of him because of Harvey Elliott. But probably in the summer there could have gone away on a mid-table club. Well,
1: yeah, indeed. Yeah. But, uh, but but as we know, Billy, the title race has started early. With um, it looks like seven teams are in the mix um, for the title. Well, well,
0: uh, let's <laughs> let's relax. There with seven, S- seven teams on very similar points. Um, yeah, I mean, but this always happens. There's a few in there. There's a few fraudulent ones. Well, in we know, Brighton there, No fall away. There's a few ones in there who have played no one so far. Right? Yeah. Um. um of Of
1: course, we we we, we um. We eagerly anticipate the great derby between Brighton and Crystal Palace tomorrow night. Um,
0: real, real shame that we record this on a Sunday because we could miss Brighton going to the top of the table. If Brighton go top of the league tomorrow, like I, I might have to pack it in. Um, like I might have yeah, to fold. Yeah, we're back on. <laughs> <laughs> So we're gonna re-record all of this, so we are. Oh, up. Uh, but from you having a stinker to one other person, who had a stinker, and that was Sergi Canals, Chris, who after the game tweeted, uh, "Guys, please, I left my shin pads on the touchline, and some security guard gave them away to you. They are very personal to me with uh, my family pictures. Can someone help me what? find them? I will give you boots or shirt instead." <laughs> no, no, hang on a second, hang on a second. What
1: like? why would your shin pads be the place where you have like your your, <laughs> your you know possessions booze whatever
0: I, I'm so lost by it unless these are like the only way I'll let them away with it is if these are lucky shin pads I think superstitious because I feel the same way but if these are just standard shin pads or like a family photo on them you can remake them. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, to be fair,
1: Billy, half of them barely even wear shin pads these days. Without <sighs> there's those socks there's some stinkers around wearing
0: I know. just like Starbucks cups in their I socks, like, like.
1: like. Like, you know, I'm a big fan of Emil smith Billy, but I mean, you can see the tip of the shin guards.
0: Well, you know. Yeah, we may as well dive right in the arsenal right now because for what a player, yeah, he wears nothing down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, Emil scored the the first goal for Arsenal today in what was a rout of Tottenham.
1: No, I have to say, Billy. I mean, there's there's so many things that we're gonna say, but I mean, Matt Doherty must have some, or sorry, New York must have some blackmail on Matt Doherty. I this is
0: I want to bring this up. I want to know what's going on there. Like, how does Jaffa, no Jaffa Tenganga...
1: Jaffa Tenganga starts, then gets subbed at half time for Emerson yep. Royale, yet. Matt Doherty was almost one of, if not, the key player in Nuno's entire career at Wolverhampton Wanderers.
0: Yeah, because there's no excuse right now for Nuno. Nuno for 75, 6, 7, 8, whatever time they scored, minutes was completely outclassed here. Tottenham had a good last 10 minutes hand up, but they were already 3-1 down at that point, so it didn't matter and they didn't look like scoring ever again. But Nuno has no excuse now not to play five at the back.
1: It's a, it's like I, I know nonsense. we can't exp- we can't explain it, barely, But Nuno was Premier League Manager of the Month in August as they won all three games. All three games scoring what, like three goals, I think. <laughs> Which was pretty much without Harry Kane.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, where they were a better team, strangely.
1: Yeah, so I mean. Like it's as you know, like for, you know, fair enough. Like it's Nuno's team and stuff. This is on Daniel Levy, let's be honest. Like, this is like this whole season is Daniel Levy's choice. It was Daniel Levy's choice to sack Jose Mourinho, it was Daniel Levy's yep. choice not to sell Harry Kane and to appoint Nuno as the ninth choice manager. It's on Daniel Levy and nobody else.
0: Yeah, it's a spite season from, yeah, from Levy it's like I will burn this club to the ground. Yeah, because me and you had a handshake agreement that I'm not gonna respect. But it's alright because we're now the we're gonna have have a few concerts. Yeah. So I'm gonna be fine. Instead of like investing in the squad, he's gonna have lunch with uh Indomboli and convince us all that he's gonna be a good player whenever he isn't. Uh, he's gonna back Delhi Alley to stay in this team. And this is part of the reason why I think they should go to five at the back. Uh, Spurs player was a zero out of ten
1: today. I'm a big fan of Skip, um actually, to be fair. Um actually no,
0: boss No, Skip shouldn't be allowed on the pitch again if Martin Tyler's commenting. <laughs> oh, you, I, I did hear a few of these yeah it was, he got a yellow card and he went oh he we couldn't skip out of the way of that one <sighs> it's like oh, Martin and, and like, Gary never reacts you know like take take the hint yeah Gary enables him so he does yeah. Gary, <laughs> Gary very much does um, I think, I think we'll, we'll have to be nice about Arsenal Chris here, Arsenal are back be like. like Arsenal are back we've slandered them for weeks and we gave Tottenham props earlier in the season. I think it's just right we go the other way. I, I'm just the I, contrast. I, unfortunately, since the international breaks, mad. I'm just so confused at how Aaron Ramsdale
1: has made such a difference. Really, I'll be honest. I don't think he has.
0: I, 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 <laughs> I'm still not convinced, by him. I'll be honest.
1: Well, from what I've seen, um, there's just because he, he seems to be very good with his feet. Um, seems to have like stepped up, you know, with the pressure, and like a couple of unbelievable saves. Um, and this this new right back, Billy Tommy Yasu, what an upgrade! Like, like where on earth does this guy come from? Um, Some fella from the
0: unbelievable player. Yeah, who on deadline day or whenever he was signed, they couldn't work out if he was a centre-back or a right-back. <laughs> <laughs> I think Cave sources just didn't like, tell him anything about this guy. But yeah, massive upgrade on Bellerin and, and things, Cedric.
1: Serious beneficiary, no doubt, of the
0: um, of the m- movement in football towards analytics. Um, oh, 100%. Like all, all Arsenal needed was a guy to give you a 7 out of 10. Yeah. And this is what this guy's going to do. I think there's going to be no far for this guy at all. No, I, I'm a big fan, yeah. I, I don't think he's ever going to put in a spectacular game, but I no. don't think he's going to let you down the way some of those other boys have. That's a great signing. No,
1: they're, they're just like so much more solid now. Um, so
0: it is, am great up top now. I think we've seen today, and we said it a bit last season, about Saka and Emil Smith-Rowe are just two guys Arsenal just have to build this team around. Yeah. These guys are top, top-level footballers, except again, Smith Rowe, Martin Tyler games, no more.
1: No, absolutely, and I have to say, Billy, um, Arsenal are, as we know, the Arsenal fans in the stadium are some of the worst value fans in the league for their banter and what they chant and how yep. they get on with things. But great value today. Lots of you're getting sacked in the morning. Lots of um, oh, some about like right support. I'll be that's well, not
0: uh, that's a guy's livelihood. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> it's ugly. It, it, some things are bigger than sports, and you're taking money out of a man's pocket. You know, if you sack him now, Nuno's kids aren't gonna have a Christmas. I'm he, not about that. Sorry, child. hang on a
1: second. If you sack Nuno Now, he's getting it. He's getting an XX million payoff. So <laughs> he'll, he'll be all right. Um no, actually, he's done it.
0: He's done a deal with the devil, Daniel Levy. He's got nothing. He probably has to pay him back. <laughs> Look,
1: Billy's ninth choice. Let, let's be honest.
0: Like, you know. Exactly. It's it's tough on a day like this for Tottenham when Ryan Mason starts trending on Twitter. <laughs> what, well, to, to bring Ryan Mason back? Surely not. Well, there's people calling for Ryan Mason to like, get the kid on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they were that bad. Is, is Ryan Mason still employed by Tottenham?
0: I, I don't know where Ryan Mason is. I, he's fallen off the face of the earth. Well, my highlight of the game, and it says a lot after the 45 minutes Arsenal had, because on, especially on the counter-attack, Arsenal were immense. Yeah. So they were like everything just clipped in in the place. Perfect passing, perfect movement, everything you want out of an Arsenal team. Highlight of the game, Tony Adams' face after the match. Oh, was
1: it Tony <laughs> Adams on punditry.
0: Tony Adams was in a room with uh, Ledley, King, and Graham Souness. i just so... Why is still there? And Tony Adams, like, he wears his heart in his sleeve. This guy's face was a picture. I <laughs> someone as smug.
1: Is Me- Yeah, um, yeah. Tony Adams is quite a character in
0: his post-playing yeah. career. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Graham like gave Arsenal no compliments at all. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah he, gave, he gave this Arsenal team no credit. It was as though Arsenal should have rolled over Spurs. Oh my days! He I just kind of sat there, but like, yeah, it's Tottenham. What do you expect? I was like, uh, Graham.
1: Did did, it, did everyone then obviously then remind Graham Souness that he hasn't managed in the Premier League since two thousand and five?
0: Uh, well, I don't think Tony Adams, who is most famous managerial <laughs> moments, the thing where he looks like he's dancing in pre-season <laughs> training for some Spanish <laughs> one that he didn't last long.
1: <laughs> it was a Granada thing. I'm pretty sure Tony Adams managed Portsmouth before they absolutely imploded in their financial difficulties as well, if I'm right. Aye, sir.
0: So he's not a toxic one like green You can't have anywhere near your club. <laughs> I also found this weekend a new Twitter account that I've quite enjoyed. It's called... At 3CB performance 3CB yeah oh like and, 3 centre backs yeah and it seems to be some doctor who's way too quick with his takes on footballers injuries so is is Saturday, this, uh, this Jacka's brutal knee injury yeah so <laughs> on Saturday I found that after the Chelsea game where James got injured and the guy was like that's a high ankle sprain and then gave like quickest the player can come back average longest and I was like right I'll, I'll give this a follow this could be an interesting one And then today, after the Arsenal game, uh, he tweeted, Lucas fell into the right-planted leg of Xhaka. Knee dropped inwards, brackets, valgus). I don't know what that is. With rotation. This could be a long-term ligament injury. Most concerning for MCL-ACL. Two minutes later, update. Xhaka was on the pitch for post-match celebrations and walking okay. (laughs) Good indicator. (laughs) Um, I'm I'm now just following this guy every week and see... Like how wrong can he be? Can
1: really <laughs> <it>? <laughs> um, I'm I'm not really about people trying to make a platform off that kind of way. But, but
0: footballer injuries. that's what I quite like. that. incorrect.
1: No, not well, not well. Yeah, as in like you know, poses as having expertise when he actually has none. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm not about that.
0: But yeah, get that followed. Just see how wrong this guy is. I want to run him off the internet.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and to another guy who needs to run off uh, the internet Bruno Fernandes <laughs> uh, absolute chicken shit post from him on Twitter today I'm not <laughs> what about did this what, one bit what did he say I haven't I'm seen not, this I'm not about this one bit what Football, did footballers apologising for penalties I'm like let's wise up here Bruno Fernandes all I've heard from Manchester United fans is the mentality this guy has and now he's getting honest. so he's a YouTuber who's made an inappropriate <laughs> post the guy the guy on Twitter here posted And I don't have the full thing. I literally just have the tweet because he had a two-page notes app apology. Who, Bruno... Bruno for missing a penalty so his tweet was no excuses for my penalty miss today I'm my biggest critic but as always I'll use it to drive me forward more than my disappointment though the team lost today is most important I'll be ready next time well you won't because Cristiano's on them right now well, I'm, well not, I'm not having this one bit now players just apologising for missing penalties wise up
1: well I, as we know it'll be like one of my biggest gr- and I know why they do it I know why they do because they're protecting their players and all that nonsense but my biggest gripe in football is when managers come out and say, "Oh, wasn't that refereeing decision really, really terrible, really annoying?" And oh, what, wasn't that really annoying from the Aston Villa players to all crowd round Bruno Fernandez and put him off and they got what they wanted? Oh.
0: Well, again, weak mentality. If he's missing that because he was put off, unreal moment from Emmy Martinez. That this guy. That, that was legendary. a
1: text textbook getting in your head
0: legendary absolute textbook just looking at Fernandes and then pointing at Ronaldo going shouldn't you be taking this um, unbelievable unreal. unbelievable yeah. put that bit of doubt in Fernandes's head so he then he tries to blast it past him yeah. skies it and then Emmy Martinez does a dance in front of Stratford End oh unreal
1: Deus. I have oh, never seen anything like it like, ty, like Tyrone Mings is an awe <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, the uh... like guy like should have got man of the match just for that because I've not seen a keeper keepers historically neat. Like in penalty shirts. We want to see the ball go in, and penalty kicks. We want to see the ball go in. So everything they're put at the biggest disadvantage. You know, not being able to come off the line anymore. You know, everything is nailed on. So the ball goes in the back of the net. But Emmy Martinez getting away with the level of chirp he got away with on Saturday lunchtime was amazing. It, it
1: was it was phenomenal. And of course, we you know another pundit who might have to retire is um, this is now. Um, the second time that Aston Villa have won a match via a set piece after hiring a set piece coach, okay. Um, so you know, you know, what Danny Murphy said earlier in the season, wasn't oh, that a bit a bit much?
0: You know, oh yeah, it was like the whole soccer sorry crew. Whenever Liverpool hired that throw-in coach, yeah. they're like, "Oh, what was what, that do?" And then they go and smoke a league and win a Champions League.
1: Yeah, so so we'll so we'll give him a shout out again on this podcast. Austin McPhee, um, former Northern Ireland strategist for Michael O'Neill. Um, again, phenomenal goal from Courtney House. Um, Fantastic. Uh, I mean, I mean, Cavani's not playing for five games after that, but uh, <laughs> I don't know why it was on him to be honest, but. Um, Beautiful header, yeah.
0: Right. Cavani won't be back after that. He'll be, get, he'll be getting a tune from Ronaldo, who definitely made his son do about 20 push-ups straight after the game. Yeah. Just out of spite.
1: Oh, absolutely. So maybe this is the end of Man United's great rise, but who knows? Mostly. I don't know
0: it is. It's their third loss in four, I think. At the back, we've been talking about Ferran, you know, like coming in, this guy's going to fix it. Same issues that happened last season, the United of just getting caught so many times with, ju- like, a team on the break and just their two centre-backs there to defend, and we all know Harry is not the most mobile. Yeah. And they kept getting themselves in that bit of trouble. There was also the point where Maguire had the, the pass back to De Gea, which was a shocker, which led all on oh, goal, and that yeah. De Gea had to, like, bat him out of that one. There was yeah. also the moment where Maguire pulled down John McGinn in the halfway line, that the referee saw nothing wrong with so why? Why on earth would McGinn go down that moment? But sure, it's Man United. And I, I, I just, I just think Villa are a great side, Billy. Really. Um, Villa are excellent. D- D- Dean Smith,
1: I mean, like I, I mean, I, you know, as we know, um, as with the further developments with Derby this week, that I mean, like you know, they pretty much did, you know, exactly the same thing, exactly the same thing, absolutely burst themselves to get into the Premier League. But to mm. be fair. Um, like since they got promoted and staying up on that last day of that COVID season, um, they've been
0: unbelievable. They're just they've just been making the right moves, yeah. I think, and they've all really bought in. The Dean Smith, so they yeah. have, and it is honestly, say at this stage of the season, the best two players I've seen this season are Conor Gallagher and John McGinn. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Mc, and- McGinn's been immense, and he was immense here again. I saw him last week against Chelsea. Saw him Midweek against Chelsea. The guy. It's just putting in nine out of 10, 10 out of ten performances so far.
1: Yeah. I I think Maddie Cash is pushing it a bit with his hair. Um but
0: uh... No, that that's just a that's just a haircut to try and make all the villa fans forget the grealish is going well it's like oh I, i'll make up for it
1: yeah i was thinking you know there was kind of behind him but because it's kind of offset by matt target who's your straight down the line bloop um on the other and side Matt, matt um, target
0: missed a great chance for maddie cash maddie cash is getting away with that haircut because of the performance <laughs> he's putting in maddie cash has been unbelievable
1: yeah you know, he's great i i, I think he will i think he might push Ringland this season and yeah, we'll see yeah maddie cash interesting yeah i i, I think like as in because of the versatility of the wing back that, you know i mean there's, I know there's a lot of players but i think he might push yeah
0: well i'm gonna say it's interesting because i read this week the guy is looking into his polish heritage uh, pff, right to go and play international football <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Um, yeah so uh, matthew cash
1: is polish um Oh yes, you're. You're. I hadn't heard of this. Yeah? This, this is. <laughs> this
0: is. This is correct. Um, so yeah, just while you're giving them big up for England, he's looking at the England. team being like, "There's six of us. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go to Poland. I'm going to Eastern Europe."
1: Uh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. I mean, part two. Yeah. I mean, that's how Northern Ireland gets
0: their team, isn't it? So ex- exactly. Yeah. You have to pick up the scraps of players like this, but. I know to said Villa are the reason why the Premier League is the best league in the world because you're not getting a team like this who should historically be sort of between 9th and 14th Yeah. who will go give Chelsea a hell of a game go beat Man United in any other league No. in every other league they roll over and die whereas Aston Villa go, come out and you do not you, if it's home if it's away you do not want to play this Villa team no you, you don't see Levante or Bologna doing that <sighs> honestly is that not where a thing came from? The Arsenal right back, so you never know. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry, I retract that. Yeah, <laughs> they're an right team, Cagliari, they're like, like Sassuolo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, and then on the game that ruined my weekend, well, I'll say ruined it. I actually slept through most of it due to potentially a heavy Friday night. So. <laughs>
1: Uh, well, you didn't really miss much, to be honest. But um, I,
0: I woke up five minutes before this game kicked off. I was like, "Oh, I have to watch this," and then fell asleep.
1: <laughs> Look, it was just, a, it was just a, like, it was just a pep classic. Uh, I was, I think, the most interesting part of it was the fact that, um, uh, <laughs> Ruben lost his cheek out of absolutely nowhere. It came on, he's back. <laughs> Ruben lost his cheek. And I, I Billy's only twenty five. I didn't realize.
0: He played during the week. Apparently, it was immense. Apparently, he played in the middle of the three in sort of a Georginio role. It was unbelievable. Uh, apparently, he's just such a funny player, isn't he? I, I, like... Yeah, I've I've seen a two minute YouTube compilation of him on Wednesday night, and I'm like, oh, he's back. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, okay, it, just, yeah. This, it shows how like fickle football is. This game, I know, I know. Because last weekend Chelsea played this formation and um, were the best thing since sliced bread. Everyone's go, oh, it's unreal. You know, you play those three in midfield. You know, you're never getting beat. And then for ninety minutes on Saturday, the the pundits on BT were just like, "Oh, Tuchel's had a shocker here." It's like, well, literally seven days ago, you were telling me this. <laughs> this was this was the best thing ever. You know, you couldn't beat this. And it's again, it, it shows. And I I don't like that sort of five three two formation I've worked against Spurs. I don't like it. I think it showed massively the importance of Mason Mount on this team.
1: Um, yeah, interesting that. Oh, sorry, is he injured? Is that?
0: Yeah, he was. He was out injured, injured himself uh, against Aston Villa in the League Cup. Uh, well, well, if you team. play Kante, Jorginho and
1: Kovacic, well, that's going to happen. Yeah.
0: Yeah, there, there's just nothing. Those three. Don't but, really Kante offer is good anything going, going forward. forward. Can't, but yeah, but Kante, for whatever reason can't play in a three and go worst games in in a midfield three because yeah. there's no room for him. There's more emphasis on short, tight passes. you yeah. are going to need stuff to run on to and balls to chase. This just is not the formation for him, especially whenever you consider you're up against Manchester City, who I'm convinced Pep Guardiola hasn't slept since the 29th of May in preparation for this game, <laughs> the way he set up, because he had Chelsea's number on Saturday.
1: Uh, yeah, no, uh, it I I, I was just a phenomenal performance and the game like it's, I actually I'm starting to feel bad for Man City fans I mean what a dull club
0: to support you know yeah again like scrappy goal here as well I, was, I don't know something about City I've seen we've seen it for many years we've seen it pick or the teams get away with murder this lot in terms of files.
1: Mm. Bernardo yeah,
0: Silva kicked out of Tony Rüdiger, oh, and nothing was said about it Tony uh... Rüdiger, at the moment I was like He's a wind-up merchant, but you still can't kick another man on a football pitch. Well, indeed.
1: I, I mean, I, I'll just put it out right there that um, I, when I came on myself for my team um, on Saturday, uh, my football team, uh, the first challenge I made, um, got the ball. The guy booted me on the arse on the ground um, afterwards. And I thought, you know, lad, it's just a game,
0: you know. Like <laughs> Some yeah. things. Yeah. Some yeah. things are better yeah. in sports, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I want to bring this up. This is, this is an avenue we normally don't go down in this podcast. Oh, but oh, oh. On the taking of the knee issue, Chris. Oh, interesting, right? I've been fascinated by the response to this this week. Oh, of, with, with Alonzo? With Marcus Alonzo, well, yes.
1: But but the problem with this is, is that it's Marcus Alonzo. So you, you can't have a rational
0: discussion about this to begin well, with. Well, I'm so... I'm all over the place with it because... It's Marcus Lawton, and he's a scumbag. But there's there's been outrage about this, okay? And well, well, you can be yeah. you can you can have your opinions, You can be outraged all you want. No one noticed that he hasn't been doing it since the start of the season. T- t- no, like to be fair, like, I, like I'm not just saying I have
1: noticed it as well. I, like the, the bit that I found annoying was he just decided to be like talk about it. It's like, yeah, oh, has no be,
0: has nobody noticed me? Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, is no one creating controversy around this? Can, <laughs> can you all please start talking about this issue? Yeah. I, I saw Chelsea at (laughs) Windsor Park, and I didn't notice him not doing it. (laughs) And now all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, just so you know, I haven't been doing that, and I haven't told any of my teammates. Honestly, yeah. And again, that's my issue. I don't care whether he does it or not. If I wanted to have a serious opinion on it, I'd be a multi-million pound footballer playing for Chelsea, and then I can have a word with him and have my opinion on it. (sighs) My issue is, you're in a football team where the majority of players are doing it, and we're going for a league title and you're going to tell me at this point you're going to just, just because you feel like it, you haven't got a bit of attention that you're going to cause potentially a rift. I don't know if it has or not, but he turned around and said, I've not consulted my teammates. That's not what I want. And it, that's not what's going to win Chelsea League. That's going to just cause a distraction. No, it, why, it was, why would you yeah. do that? Um,
1: and like, you know, like, you know, listeners might know that I work in kind of political kind of, you know, Er, Realms, the, the, the arena. Um, yeah. <laughs> so you know, I, I'm I you know I'm kind of in deep in all this stuff all the time. Um, I just you know because if you remember during the Formula One, BLA really, during COVID, um, there was that nonsense of like there were all twenty of them were like you know some of them were
0: doing it and some oh, of them weren't. That was that was a horrible,
1: offer for F1. <laughs> you know, because like I, you know, I don't even know what the reasons for that was, like their sponsorship or whatever. But yeah. that aside, what's the difference between taking the knee and pointing to the respect thing?
0: Man, like, and that's wh-
1: wh- what is the difference?
0: Just, that's the Again, I say if I wanted to have a serious opinion on, it, I'd be a footballer because then it actually matters. But yeah. my my opinion here doesn't matter. I don't care if you do it if you if you don't. But my issue is whenever you just out of nowhere potentially create a rift in yeah. a team that is going for the title, yeah, get Ben Chilwell back out. But I also do on the other side have the issue of people who. Suddenly, out of nowhere, we're outraged because well, that, well you know, that's that just he's the, doing it. You yeah. know just out of nowhere, it's like, oh yeah, that's absolute it's outraged. He's not doing that. It. It's like, well, he's not been doing it for three or four weeks.
1: Yeah, it, it, it's just the age we're living of of reactionary. You know, kind of. It's just
0: Twitter, isn't it? Like, yeah, get Ben Chilwell back on this pitch now. Yeah, I, my ben, my, my concerns for him,
1: my concerns for him have been maintained, bla, through the season. Um, yeah,
0: if Ben can't get in a team with this clown in, I'm. I don't know, but yeah, pe- people might might have thought after the game, you know, was, there were people expecting an overreaction. But I'm I'm maintaining calm. You know, Chelsea played Liverpool away, Spurs away, Arsenal away, and now City, and they're still one point off the top, uh, depending on how Brighton do as well tomorrow night. So I think, based on those sort of fixtures, can't complain too much. Juventus on Wednesday. Oh, is Let's go. Let's make a statement against those frauds. Well, did. <laughs> well <laughs> indeed. Yeah. But yeah, I think you may have had a slightly better weekend with uh, the West Ham Leeds game, Chris.
1: Yeah, uh, not, uh, not much to say, really, other than that the result was never in doubt because we are one of the big teams now, of course. Um, uh, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, we're with we a fantastic side. And,. Um, one of t- the big boys t- t- well indeed um, I think Rafinha is unbelievable um, yeah he, for, he has uh, to
0: get the top four <laughs> club
1: so he does uh, up he is just an unbelievable player and now he's in the Brazil squad and everything but uh, yeah not much to say um, you know just like like I know that people love to roast me and love to roast West Ham, but and like I just know that people are crying a little bit. That the the West Ham are genuinely a good side. Now they don't know how to react, but um, but that's all right. We'll we'll win the Europa League and we'll get in the Champions League and possibly top four this season. And then we'll see what happens. You know.
0: Honestly, I love the level you're flying on right now. It is (laughs) it is so funny that like the way you get on, like you you are currently happier than any like Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United fan I've spoken to. Absolutely. And you're a a Europa League club who have West Ham like West Ham, we spoke about this just before the pod about teams near the top. Have West Ham played anyone bar Man United?
1: Um
0: Uh, it doesn't sound like the have, so um, <laughs> you're on fraud watch for me.
1: Well, let, let, let's see what happens. Yeah,
0: we'll see what happens. Uh, but w- one player that uh, stood out for me in this game, uh, for a particularly rough moment, Thomas Suchek for the Leeds goal, Chris. <laughs> uh, well, it wasn't but good from
1: the big man, yeah.
0: He, he looked leggy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the, the, the guy's played a lot of football, <laughs> but that was a that was a rough moment for him.
0: Yeah. Because I, 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 I don't think I've ever seen him at full pace. Yeah. And I just saw him chasing down the Leeds winger and was like, oh my days, this, that, that's not an area in no. which he wants to be.
1: Well, well one hot take I will do, and it, it kind of doesn't really, like, it's not really that much of an underrated because every time I, I hear his name, it's like, oh, Liverpool are interested in him. Um, I think Jared Bowen's one of the most underrated players in the Premier League.
0: He's right up there. So He's, he is. phenomenal.
1: And uh, uh, if you need to know why, you can just watch an ex West Ham match. Yeah.
0: When's the next West Ham game? Thursday. Uh, Thursday what? against Rapid Vienna, of course. I was going to say, what part of Eastern Europe are you in?
1: <laughs> oh, we're we're in Central Europe this week. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: you're. Oh, you're a bit more. You're, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, so but yeah, again, Leeds towards the bottom end of the table haven't got going. Basketball team. You,
1: you, you can just imagine um, Beales's household right now. <laughs> um i can imagine computers you know burning out from being on too long um but,
0: but, but i really have any left because the amount <laughs> of the times this happens again 90th minute of the game of football and leeds were so open for that antonio goal like so open
1: yeah i, I, I think the 19 year old who had to fill in um i thought i thought he actually did all right the defender um cresswell um uh for leeds getting know, had a lot of injuries and things um well, of course, because this man runs these boys into the ground. <laughs> but yeah, like, uh, you know, it's just down to crucial moments. You know, it's, it's just moments like that.
0: That's what counts. So. But yeah, those guys were just so open. And a good moment from this game, though, uh, was the, the stinker Michael Owen had. Uh, well, what yeah, was he saying? Uh, Michael Owen was saying about, uh, was talking about the Leeds goalkeeper, uh, Millie, oh, And right. he, was, he was saying about how, uh, I, I was watching this lad back in the day whenever he was in the academy. You know, I've seen him at 16 years of age. Turns Michael Owen? Yeah, t- turns out he didn't sign until he was 19, so I don't know who Michael was watching. Well, well
1: it's not just that. Well, either he's mixing, mixing
0: up with Peacock Farrell. No, I, I I don't know, but he was caught out rightly by the internet. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, well, uh, Daniel Farka, Chris, still. Uh, I have told. I genuinely don't care anymore. I'll not watch a Norwich game the rest of the season. Like If the, these guys are on match of the day, I'll not watch it. The only time I'll watch Norwich this season is when they play Chelsea. Yeah.
1: Because I, 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 there's I, I,
0: absolutely no point.
1: I mean, so, so I mean, like, you know, it, so I, I don't know what's going on really. Right. But to do things like clay, Billy Gilmore on the, sorry, not start Billy Gilmore. Yeah. Um, things like that. I, I mean, in our kind of tiers of worst Premier League teams of all time, you've got oh. Derby, at uh, Huddersfield, like 19 or whatever that was. And then take your pick of the Sunderland
0: seasons, basically,
1: <laughs> uh, probably the last one. Um, I, they, they might break into that this year. Um,
0: yeah, i I think this lot could be worse than Derby. The way they're getting on at the moment, they just you can just cut through these boys. There's nothing about this. They're, team. they're toothless. They're yeah, absolutely they're, toothless. There's nothing to fear. At least, where, as we spoke about Brentford earlier and Leeds last season, you're going... We're in for a battle of this lot. Yeah, I, I, no, guy, no one, no yeah. one looking at Norwich being like, oh, we're in for a tough one today, boys. No, and like, and I'm,
1: I'm just really disappointed by um, Brandon Williams because I thought he was brilliant every time he played for United.
0: No, I'm glad that he's on a stinker. He's a rat. Why? He, he once pushed uh, Willian in then advertising hoarding, and I didn't like it. So I'm just sticking by that one moment.
1: I just, I just, <laughs> I just don't sort of think it's hilarious that um, Everton are basically like top of the league, and um, their fans are probably actually not that happy about it.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a strange position Everton find themselves in because before the season, all the fans hated this football club. Yeah, and and now they're they're right right in the mix again. Haven't really played anyone.
1: I I, I mean, I also think as well, Billy. I mean, I always thought um, De Cuir could go to the very top. Um, he has turned into an unbelievable player.
0: Yeah, he's a very good signing for for Everton. Uh, and Everton's form's good as well because obviously Calvert Lewin's not in the mix, so. Mm. So once you actually put in a proper Premier League striker in this team, how good can they be? And it'll be interesting once they get them, start playing the proper teams, you know, once they start, once they play West Ham, we'll see how good a team <laughs> they are. You know? Once they reach that benchmark of the Premier League, we'll, we'll actually find out how good this team is because they have oh, they've played a bunch of nobodies. But to be fair, are winning for four wins, a draw, 13 points. What more can you ask for as an Everton fan?
1: Uh, I'll give a slight shout out, but also it was kind of annoying by the Match of the Day commentator who said uh, he made some sarcastic, wry comment about the fact that Norwich were playing in orange, despite the fact that they're green and yellow, <laughs> yellow players clash with Everton's blue. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so much. <laughs> I have to say, have you noticed their, like all their coaches, what they're wearing? Um, no i haven't looked at that oh, it's yet. an absolute disgrace i mean like
0: <laughs> yeah i mean this should, this should get relegated just for that i'll look at that for next week but yeah the way it's going daniel farca uh 75 percent loss record in his premier league games in charge i, I, sla- I just i don't get the it. slaughter the slaughter gone i do not get it at all um yeah <laughs> But yeah, on to this week's In the Mud, and it's a character we visited last season, and it's someone I really don't want to get promotion to. I'm actually going to give him some anti promotion during this. But we're going to go on to the story of Mark Clattenburg, because oh, Mark Big Mark. Mark. Yeah, Mark has a book out, and he's, he's. Has he
1: retired yet from Saudi Arabia, or is he still going?
0: <laughs> I don't know, I think I think he has, right. and is trying to work his way back into the Premier League circuit, but it's it? not really happening for him. Yeah, I think just the ego of this man, the way he gets on, but especially his comments this week in promotion of his book, which, the way this story goes, he has not held back on his former colleagues, uh, and there's actually a story here about one of his rival referees accusing him of match-fixing i uh, got some great quotes from him this week. Uh, one of them was, It's a strange game, refereeing. We're largely unpopular to the outside world and plagued by infighting and bitching on the inside. I would argue I was close to the good guys, the normal ones. As for the rest of them, they were a bunch of weirdos half of the time. <laughs> then you'd say Look like, in the right. mirror, pal. <laughs> well, <laughs> exactly. This is a guy who has a Champions League and a World Cup tattooed on himself. <laughs> <laughs> but... Honestly, the the end fighting here is great. He said, there's a big political war between myself and Martin Atkinson. We never got on. We were playing five a side in the gym. I caught him with a tackle. He threw a punch and I threw a punch back. From that moment, there was always a certain level of respect between us. Friendship was out. Rather than move on, he was bitter and that feeling intensified. The more I became a threat to his career. Uh, There's actually other stories here. And with Martin, uh, with uh, Clattenburg getting into troubles, uh, with his colleagues. Uh, he says, it's no surprise a lot of referees have a background in the police or teaching. They're climbers out for themselves and happy to see others kicked down along the way. Clampenberg, I uh, was telling a story uh, this week about how in 2015 he bought an Audi R8 and one of the other referees, sus- suspicious about how he could afford this car, reported them to the uh, PGMOL for suspected match fixing. <laughs> clattenberg uh, said i bought a nice car because i had a good job my wife has a good job uh if i wore nice clothes why not if i bought a nice house why not but to be accused of match fixing is an absolute disgrace all because this guy had a hunch apparently uh, an investigation went on and revealed that there's no evidence whatsoever about his match fixing <laughs> but he was later but he was later told uh, Riley, uh Mike Riley had instructed uh, Hard Web, former policeman as well, actually. Well, indeed, uh, yeah. He was the then PGM OL's uh, director to investigate some of the matches where Clattenburg did not uh, referee to his usual level. Clattenburg <laughs> has all our quotes in here. Uh, he says, "I've refereed all over the world, and English referees are known as the safest in the world. Uh, even though we make mistakes, one thing we are not is corrupt. But if that allegation had come out, it could have finished me." uh (laughs) clattenberg claims (laughs) that at one stage he was called the smiling assassin oh my days and i think you'll like everyone will remember moments of just that clattenberg grin that sort Uh, of half smile he had oh yeah but he he had quotes here as well saying i know who it is but i couldn't put it in one day it will come out because i'm not happy everyone thinks he's a nice guy but i can't forget what he did to me all because i bought an all right car it was out of order I'm annoyed because I want to expose the snake. (laughs) Well, Mark, you've released a book and are going doing the rounds and all the tabloids here. Expose who it was. We don't care. Uh, Like, it's only you that cares? Yeah, exactly. So he's coming out with all this uh, nonsense. And it definitely is. It's it's definitely hard, whatever Mike Rowley. He he goes out into throughout this interview. But then he actually goes down the list of referees he respects. Right. Uh, so he does. So uh, he says Dean is one, uh, Dowd and Halsey are among the others. There's respect for Mark- Michael Oliver too. Uh, but he says that he feels like uh, Michael Oliver has been caught under Atkinson's spell. <laughs> uh, he says Michael and I used to travel together because of where we lived in the Northeast and get on well. But as Michael got older and more established, I felt he started to play petty games like Atkinson's lot and came between <laughs> us but uh, he, he picks out uh, where is it, sorry uh, he, he picks out Oliver as the best referee in the country he also mentions Anthony Taylor in there he also mentions uh, Chris Kavner uh, but he also gives a, a special mention to Stuart Atwell because Stuart Atwell at one stage was demoted from the select group of referees and actually found his way back so he says he has big respect for Stuart Atwell but Mike Riley again he has to name check him <laughs> Again, the interview for his bittersweet uh end to life in the premier league uh you'll not remember this because i don't and no one should because it's mark Clattenburg, uh but he says here uh, mike mike riley asked me where do you want to go for your last match i told him i'd love to go to tottenham so i could get a box take my family down to london have a nice weekend my last three games west Brom, bournemouth Everton, Burnley, West Brom, Leicester. I said, thanks very much. That shows the respect you have for me. Oh, uh, yeah, again, because it's obviously all about you. It's obviously all about Mark Clattenburg. but again, from earlier on in the interview, he doesn't want any publicity here or anything. He wants to just get the story out and expose the snakes of the game. You know, it's not about him.
1: Well, it's good to hear that he... he good to see what he got on in his spare time in Saudi Arabia. I, I can imagine people looked at him in the street and said, who on earth is this fella? Um, yeah, and he's just got around with a laptop writing like breakup songs about Mike Riley. I, I mean, I, none of this is surprising in the slightest, and like, if if anything, um, this has been a terrible moment for his
0: career because there's only one way from here. Um, uh, absolutely, yeah, he's burnt every bridge possible. With yeah, yeah, the Premier League here for, for for nothing for a bit of promo for a book that, like, let's be honest, who wants to read a Mark Clappenberg book? <laughs> So it's the only interesting bit there is, I find I I think all the stories are hilarious, but it's so funny how bitter he is. Mm. But I just love that story of him and uh Atkinson fighting for uh, over a five-a-side game in a gym. Yeah, I yeah. And I'm being like, oh, uh, l- l- there was a level of respect after that. Y- yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, absolutely terrific, but this guy's no longer involved in the English Premier League. Oh, so I just, yeah, am I'm, I'm not a fan at all. Yeah. So yeah I can't wait till this is like in the bargain bin and you know like a in like a garden center bookshop
1: and we and we bucket beside the till the, yes. the things you kind of pick
0: up at the end yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly you know it's like it's that or chewing gum uh, yes yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah if you want to make it up to the right price and save of change but yeah this come out, this comes out within the next two weeks don't buy it Unless no. you want to be funny and send it to Chris for Christmas.
1: uh oh, don't do that. No, no. My so adri- my dress is
0: not on this podcast. <laughs> I might just start leaking it. Ah, don't dare. No, I think yeah. Just my favourite thing would just be like someone to hand us a copy of this like in person, just to see the reaction. <laughs> through the through the sea, <laughs> straight away. But yeah, I think that wraps us wraps us up nicely for the week yeah anything you want to send the people in the week with uh, not really to be honest Um, I think yeah
1: we'll just yeah, we'll see what happens in Europe this week and then I think next week's uh, another after next week there's another international break of course yeah
0: so yeah this is our second last before another international break I think next weekend's fixers are looking pretty good I think Liverpool Man City are in there
1: oh right okay yeah so yeah. it
0: is but I have the fear of remember last season before one of the international breaks Liverpool played City and it was the worst game of football of all time Uh, yeah it was good for like 20 minutes and then everyone just started getting injured that's because they're the two most boring clubs in England (laughs) as we know so and all that thanks everyone for listening Uh, (laughs) really appreciate it really appreciate everyone calling out Chris's lies last week well indeed yeah (laughs) and and hopefully more of that but yeah thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next week